Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Welcome to another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm your host, Brian Tripp. Thanks for being with us once again and coming up on today's episode, one of my favorite episodes so far. I'm joined by John Hera, who's back for his fifth year with the Penn State men's basketball team. John receiving his bachelor's degree in business management, now working on his master's in management and organizational leadership, and a great representative of Penn State. We discuss his decision to enter the transfer portal, return to Penn State, and now what it's like working under first-year head coach Micah Shrewsbury. So much more as well coming up on this episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics with Penn State men's basketball's John Hera. John, thanks so much for taking the time and doing this. Not a problem. Glad to be here. I wasn't sure how to introduce you. Do I start with podcast host of the Midnight <laughs> Domino podcast? I mean, this should be an easy one for you. Yeah, I got it. We got to get back at it. Uh, MJ and I, I think, talked two days ago saying we need to get back at it. I think we're doing Sunday nights. It's, it's easier for our schedule. Who's been your favorite guest so far on your podcast? Ooh, You've had some good one. ones. I'd, what, 36 episodes, I think I, I saw think, you at? Yeah, we're around there. Favorite guest, though. Hmm. I like talking to DK, uh, Daniel Kasakin, who's on my uh, on the team, uh, I want to say when I was a sophomore. And now he's in Russia. Didn't speak with him for a year and a half. Tell him I'm doing a podcast. Gets on within 20 minutes, and we just start talking. <laughs> I think it's fun podcasting because you really can go whatever direction. It's just a casual conversation. What did you and MJ want to get out of it when you started it? Yeah, my whole thing was just to uh, talk to the teammates. We had quarantine, Mm -hmm. so no one was really talking to each other. Everyone had their own thing going on. Um, And then I learned from other players. I would ask them, like, how do you prep for the game? Like, it was pretty cool doing it with Brad Davidson, Mm -hmm. um, Wisconsin player. Like, how do they – how do they run this or how do they prepare for Iowa? Just di- the differences in, in each and every team. It's funny you mention him because I, I always think the last couple of years everyone thought, wow, he's still around. How's this guy still in the Big Ten? You know they're going to be saying that about you yeah, now about this year. Me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Brad has been – I mean, I think this is his fifth year, same as me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he just – his face is everywhere because he hustles so hard. So there's always <laughs> something about Brad. What is it about John Hera? About me being in the league for so long? Or? No, your style of play. Oh, uh, I just, I don't know. I go out there and try to just do what it takes to win for the team, whether that's trying to get every rebound and just be a good teammate. That's how I was raised, and that's how I try to play basketball. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, when you came in, you only had two offers coming yeah. out of high school, Penn State and UConn? Uh, so, yeah, UConn was – like later after I got Penn State, but it was really just Coach Chambers just gave me a chance. I sh- I knew. I remember telling my high school coach like I don't even know if I can play at this level. And f- the first thing he did was hit me across the head. He's like, never say that. But I mean, it makes sense, right? I don't have any offers anywhere else. Not even to like a lower major in PA. So why have you become the player that you are today? I would say just setting goals for myself. Every year I would have a preseason goal. During the season I would have goals. And 
my goals freshman year are a little different because I don't even get on the court. So it's not like just go out there and do this or have this many rebounds. It was after the games, have a goal of working out or during practice, try to compete with big Mike Watkins every day. So I just think having goals and seeing that progression because I've been at Penn State for about 2,000 days now. So <laughs> it's a long time to set goals and try to go reach them. What was this offseason like for you? Because you were in the transfer portal. I think when we hear about the transfer portal, we think of it as this mysterious thing. Can you peel back the curtain at all and have that conversation? <laughs> what was it like yeah. when you put your name in and why'd you come back to Penn State for another year? It was insane. I remember because um, I, you, so you give your phone number. And your email. Mm-hmm. I can just remember going in, and my head of AAU coach who's well-connected in college basketball, and all these schools were just talking to me. And it's funny because I went from one offer, maybe two if you want to count it, to all these schools. And I, I just, it, was, it was nice, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I just want to play basketball. <laughs> well, that's a common that's thing, right? It feels good to be wanted. Right, yeah. But you but, still have to make the right decision for yourself. Yeah, and at the end of the day, no matter where you're at, I think it's just how you approach it. And what brought me back to Penn State is just the community, how people supported me, uh, whether I was getting zero points or uh, pl- starting on the team. It was just that community and um, – just what I've done here, I just want to continue that. And Coach Shrews is also the man. Uh, I've uh, had a lot of fun working with him, being coached by him for the past couple of months. Did he have to, because he wasn't your coach before, he had Coach Chambers, Coach Ferry, did he have to re-recruit you in some ways? How did that process shake out? Um, he always says that Penn State recruited me, but he he did. I, I'm very relationship-oriented, like his uh, him wanting to build that relationship with me helped. Um, he, he's just, he's, I say he's the man. That's, <laughs> I've been telling everyone, he's the man. I, I'm, all, I'm downtown. People are like, how are you liking Coach Shrews? I think the best way to play is he the, he's the man. He knows how to coach basketball. He's a good friend. He's a good mentor. He, he's the man. So It's funny you say that you are a relationship person because I hear that's how Coach Shrewsbury is defined as well. Coach Fisher, you probably could say the same thing about as well. The relationship. What is it that's impressed you so far in getting to work with him besides just being the man? Yeah, I would just say his family. I see his kid in the gym all the time. Um, And then basketball. I mean, I've learned a hundred new things from, Mm -hmm. from him. Uh, new concepts, new ways to play offensively, uh, getting the ball side to side, like new ways to get into things. Uh, he, he tries to simplify the game. He says there's only five like plays on offense. <laughs> it's like a ball screen, a dribble handoff, a down screen, a flare screen, like maybe one or two other, but it's how you do those things and how you can set up your teammates to get those great shots. And then also guarding those things. You're going to guard it the same way. Obviously, personnel will change, but how can you simplify it to just guard it and have these cues that will help out the team? What is the process? Because you've been through it, and obviously you had an experience beforehand with Coach Ferry already on the staff, but now this being another head coach, what is that transition period like as a player what is it like for the coach? How do those relationships form, whether it's a relationship or then from the basketball standpoint, the schemes, everything that he wants to do yeah. in terms of X's and O's too? I think it's more film and it's more questions. Um, obviously, at the next level, I don't know how people do it, but they go from coach to coach all the time. So at, as I was saying, basketball is maybe five plays, five things to guard, but 
you have to ask what do you want in particular and then watch the film to get better at doing what they're asking you. And then another thing I would say is I always try to echo the coach. Like, coach always says team first, improve daily. And I, I, I kind of took that upon myself, like – just that's his message to us. Just echo what your head coaches want. Everyone's message is the same. They're going to be great great teammates, and you better play hard. But I think if, when you echo your coach, um, just gives gives you that relationship and uh, instills trust. I know there are some different pieces to the team you had two years ago. I mean, just look at everything you've been through as a basketball program. But COVID, you had a chance to go and play in the NCAA tournament and that got shut down. Is there still unfinished business, part of the reason you're back here again? Yeah, um, I would say we're a much different team. Yeah. We're, I think it's only Seth Miles and I that are back from that team. Mm-hmm. But I just know that Penn State wants to support the sports that win. <laughs> that year we were winning. I mean, I remember walking to class, and, like, it was the first time people were coming up like, oh, John, who do you play? Like, they were, they took interest in me, the mm-hmm. students that usually don't take interest at, um, at Penn State Hoops, but they were taking interest. The support was amazing. Everyone was coming to the games. We filled up the BJC. So I just know that the community here and the fans want to support Penn State. Unfinished business, I, yeah, my goal is to make the tournament. I would just say I want to I want to win and I want to win at Penn State with the fans uh, supporting me. What is it about the fans and the Penn State community? Because and I was saying this beforehand to someone else that when when I look at John Hara and whether it's Special Olympics or a Thon or going to a football game and saying hi to someone on the sideline or waving to someone walking by who yells out, "Hey, it's Johnny from Delco." <laughs> like, you seem to love the place. What is it about yeah. this place that not only did it recruit you per se like you said but I feel like you embody Penn State. like there's something about you that just feels like that's Penn State when I look at John here yeah. I would say my how my mom raised me and how Penn State uh, has the values and I'm looking at them right now but community is one that always pops out to me mm-hmm. I just think community is like the most important thing no matter where you go um, and you build your community, right? Like people respond to you as to how you treat them. So I just try to treat everyone as they're the most important person and hope they treat me the way the, that way back. That's how you build that community. I want, if I see you at Starbucks, I want you to come to the BJC and root for me. I don't know. That's how I see <laughs> that. I would love, I would love for the whole Penn State community just to be friends. And we all want Penn State to win. We all want this place to be great. Is that a shout out for a NIL sponsorship right there? <laughs> Starbucks. I, I do like Panera. I get co- uh, Panera coffee every day. <laughs> what is that like? Five years ago, you didn't have that opportunity. Know, yeah. What has it been like? You're one of yeah. the faces of the basketball program. There's got to yeah. be some interest there. Yeah. So a uh, cool thing that I think it's useful, unless you're going to make millions of dollars, like the Monty Bates and the number one recruits all over the world or all at these programs, I would say, like, my friend, uh, he was actually a practice player on the team my mm-hmm. freshman year. I see him in Smeal all the time. He, he owns, like, a, a T-shirt company and a comp- clothing company. And he's like, hey, like, I have a shirt. Would, would you mind posting it? Like, I'll give you a shirt if you post on social media. Like, stuff like that I think is perfect for NIL. Mm-hmm. I know the possibilities are limitless, and I think that's great to help out some people's families. But I think just little stuff like that for, like, local restaurants that really enjoy uh, 
watching you play. Uh, anything will help. And if the Midnight Domino podcast yeah. can maybe net a few bucks in the, in the background now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't <laughs> complain. We got to get started back up before. But uh, who, who do you want to be your next guest? Uh, so we had Mike Watkins, mm-hmm. Big Mike. He, I know he was a fan favorite here at Penn State. Um, we had him, and then the connection. MJ's uh, uh, connection down in Gainesville is not, not quite like up here in State College. <laughs> so that connection cut out, and then he couldn't, couldn't get on for 30 minutes. And Mike was overseas at the time playing. But, yeah, I, I want Mike Watkins. Uh, I had to practice against him for three years, so. What made him hard to practice against? What did you learn from Mike when you played against him? I would say rebounding. Mike has like a 7-4 wingspan and can jump like a 6-5 wing. Um, so I would say I had to learn how positioning and rebounding, um, explosion. I had to work on that. And then also learned when Mike was dominant, it, it was because of his energy. He would pop from ball to ball. Or, or from pass to pass, and he would run out to go set the screen. He would dive hard. So I think just seeing him when he was at his best, <laughs> the energy you need to play with and the effort you need to play with at this at this level. The way you represent yourself and Penn State and your leadership style, what did you learn from Lamar Stevens? Because I think there's a lot of yeah. similarities there. I, I can remember the COVID year. It was uh, Coach Chambers kind of put Lamar and I as like the leadership group. And that whole year, I just, Lamar, I echoed Lamar. <laughs> Lamar Stevens was our coach. <laughs> it's kind of that player-led locker room. Mm-hmm. If you showed up to pick up five minutes late and you're like, oh, sorry, coming from lawn, doing my laundry or something, Lamar's not having that, like that accountability. And then I would, I would just try to echo Lamar. I would try to help him out with whatever he needed. He earned the right to be the leader of the team. No one gave that to him. He came back, and he does the right things. I've never seen someone work out as much as Lamar worked out. He would wake up, do a 45-minute workout with the GAs, then we would practice around 3, come back at maybe 8 o'clock after practice, like eat, and then shoot threes and shoot free throws. That work ethic is what will make him probably the best Penn State basketball player ever. How much pride have you had watching him and success he's had yeah. early with the Cavs? I love it. He posted something about the Versa climber um, with the Cavs, and we did it here, and I had to, like, I had to tease him about it because <laughs> he would, he, I don't know, him on that verse, they weren't friends. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's going to follow you for life. But I love watching. I mean, mm-hmm. at the highest level of basketball, he, he earned it. He deserves it. I think in the nature of sports today, whether it's college sports or pro sports, eventually in life in general, everyone's going to go their separate way. So how much have you stayed in touch with your other teammates? And I'm sure there's no resentment for guys who made decisions in their best interest, yeah. you know, Jamari, MJ, wherever they go. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I would say I talk to everyone at least once every two weeks. We had so many, so many good times here. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I root for them. I'm not – obviously, when Ohio State walks in the BJC, I'm going to try to put Jamari Wheeler on his backside. But <laughs> um, I root for Jamari. I always cheer for him. What he did for this program and his leadership was – you can't forget that. And then MJ, I do the podcast with. Trent Buttrick is probably one of my best friends I've had here. Also get a chance to 
lay a fat screen on him. Um, <laughs> so it'll be fun. I mean, I'm I'm excited for those games probably the most this season, just to see them. Uh, I know Trent's going to put up 30 shots probably, so that, it'll be fun. That sets up the next part, though, perfectly. What do you do when you have so many guys who are experienced basketball players coming into your program? How do you integrate them, not just on the court, but integrate them into the culture of Penn State? Yeah, I think they've done a great job on the court. I know you said the culture, but I think on the court they're doing a great job. Like Jalen Pickett, I think he can play with any team in the country, just his passing ability, um, how he makes everyone on the court better. Greg Lee's a dog. He'll compete. He'll raise a level of competition. He'll get under your skin. And everyone, uh, Jelani, Scott, all those guys, Jaheim, they're just – they know how to blend into a program well and make – be a great teammate. And then in the culture of Penn State, like just saying hi to everyone. I think that's a big a big uh deal. My roommate um is Andy Christos. He was a walk on mm-hmm. last year. He joined the team. And I remember him telling me like you you say hello to everyone. And I was like, well, why wouldn't you? Like we're walking downtown and I always <laughs> just try to say hello. I think that's what's being a part of an athletic team cuz you're wearing the gear. Everyone knows that you're rugby, hockey, whatever team you're wearing, why not represent it in a great way and have, have that community support come out? And you're what, 6'10", 6'11"? Yeah, 6'10", 6'9". No, one, no one's <laughs> missing you either when you walk yeah, by. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Any, anyone ever give you a, a unique response back when you say hi that catches you by surprise or maybe you caught that person by surprise? Yeah, this, this – this is very personal, and I'll leave the name out. Okay. Um, but I was at Panera uh, doing homework, drinking coffee, and someone comes up, says, uh, I'm a season ticket holder. I've been – love Penn State basketball. I just want to say hello. I say hello. I ask him questions like – maybe said, like, what was your favorite team or, like, something like that just to keep him talking. And he actually sat down next to me for the next hour, and he, we were talking about life. And his son, actually, he was around 70. His son just passed away from uh, cancer. And he just talked to me about, like, stories of his son. He went to Penn State. And that, I mean, for someone to open up to me like that, just met him at Panera. They've been following my career. I think, I mean, <laughs> you can't get better than that. I remember telling my, calling my mom right after that happened. and was like, I don't know. There, there was a time. I know that. Someone put that person there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, that Again, that's why I love Penn State. I'll say that 500 times. Well, I can tell, too, because, and I said this before, you and I probably have met once or, or twice in passing, but you just sat down and we just picked up and we're 20 minutes into the podcast mm-hmm. almost already, John. I think you really do have a natural connection and affinity for people that comes through not just with your personality, but because of your love of something mutual, and that's Penn State. And I think when you say you love Penn State, that goes a long way into representing yourself and the community really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And we'll wrap it up on this. Where did the Johnny from Delco thing come from? I mean, I, mean, I, know, I know that's that's not just something that's your own. That's That yeah. community in that area, <laughs> Delco is a big thing. But did yeah. you ever expect it to be as Big as I guess when someone talks about John Hara now, there's Johnny from Delco. Yeah. Delco, that's how you introduce yourself <laughs> I, on the scoreboard. I gotta give Steve Jones uh, credit. Shout <laughs> out to Steve. Um, I think it was 
my sophomore year, we were doing player introductions at, with the uh, media, and I asked uh, one of my favorite people, too, P.J. Mulhern, who's a Rutgers knight right now. I don't want to talk about that. But um, I asked him, I said, he's from Delco, Upper Darby. And I asked him, I said, can I say Delco? Like, Wallingford, I know where I'm from. I grew up on the country club. I'm a fake Delco. Everyone calls me out on it. But I said, can I say Delco? And he's like, um, I don't see why not. And then I just ran with it. Coach Chambers was from Delco. Kevin Hudash was from Delco. There's so many Delco people. David Caprolet, all my staff. PJ, so I just ran with it, and then Steve Jones on the radio, I read Johnny from Delco, and then <laughs> PJ made like a edit of when I was coming back with like a Wawa logo in the corner. I don't know, it's funny, and those Delco is an insane community. They are they are a different breed of people. Um, and describe I, someone from Delco. Oh man, can you? Yeah. Gets gets a Wawa coffee every morning. Um, first off, is says hello to everyone and will talk everyone's ear off. Loves complaining about Philly sports. Yeah. We all we all love Philly sports and we love complaining about it more. Um, what else? Birds are gonna lose by fifty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much how Delco goes. We love our sports. <laughs> What are you looking forward to most about this season? Because you're into camp now, and it will be here hopefully before you know it. But you have a lot of work still to do. Yeah. I would just say playing with uh, the new guys. Like I'm excited to play with Jalen Pickett. I know I'm going to have maybe two or three layups a game that are uncontested just because Jalen's that good at getting me open. Um, And then just going out and competing. I I was talking about playing my former teammates. That's going to be fun. But playing in the Big Ten again, I mean, I get to play against three people, maybe five people, guard them one-on-one that are going to be drafted in the NBA next year. I mean, I <laughs> that's a great level of competition, and I'm lucky to just go out there and try to try to lay, lay it on them. And a record student season ticket? Yeah, that's I mean, what's awesome. it going to be like to have the fans back there, too? Yeah, someone from the Hoops Club asked me what am I most excited about, and that, I – the fans. I mean, last year, for five minutes, it felt like you were playing pickup. Like, sometimes you would just be in the game out there just feeling like you're playing pickup and, like, maybe, I don't know. Every possession matters, but the fans keep you engaged. They keep you wanting to make the make the play, make the highlight play, go out there and do it for something bigger than yourself. You were kind of overlooked coming in, and obviously by now everyone knows who you are, all Big Ten honoree last year for your play is there still something you mentioned going against those guys who are potential NBA draft picks do you still feel like in that way individually too that you can prove that hey I I belong at this level and maybe at the next level too yeah for sure I mean I think I don't know being the underdog I don't want to say I'm the underdog but like going against those dudes that are seven foot have weight on me and are more skilled than me there's got to be something that I can do better than than them every game. And I just try to make that rebounding because I just try to go out there, play as hard as I can, and then, yeah, kind of that underdog. And I should get out-rebound by Kofi. I did last year, but I'm gonna, I'm still going to go into that game, going to try to out-rebound him and give it my best. Well, you're an animal on the offensive <laughs> glass, so we appreciate you taking some time to do this, John. Yeah, thank you very much. 
Again, my thanks to John, and thank you for listening to this episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Make sure you share this podcast on social media with all your friends and family members. Like, rate, subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening. We appreciate your support so, so much. We'll be back with another episode coming soon of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.